listeners, and welcome back to the Create This Life podcast. I'm your host du jour, Carrie Salee. So today is going to be a little different. It's not going to be an interview, um, but today I wanted to talk to you um, about how we can kind of um, take this time that we're in quarantine, self-isolation, whatever you want to call it, and how we can use it to make us better people by the time we come out of this. You know, for most of us, we're in this for at least a minimum of 31 days, um, hopefully less, hopefully not too much more, but um, I just really got to thinking of how we have this kind of unprecedented potential to have 31 days that we can change our life for the positive or and we can change our life as far as our health, how we can change our mindset, how we can change our spirit, and that how we can really over the next 31 days have this kind of unprecedented time to be able to spend on ourselves. And I know I'm not saying we need to spend hours and hours in meditation, but for the majority of us, we are confined to home, we're not going shopping, we're not hanging out with friends, we're not doing a lot of things that would normally take up so much of our time. So I really got to thinking, what if we took each day and just tried to do something to better ourselves, whether we're changing our mindset, we're changing our health, we're changing our spiritual outlook. And so I started this thing on social media, and if you follow me on social media, you've seen that I've done 30 days of change, where I post something each day just for us all to just take a minute and to kind of, I don't know, for lack of a better phrase, kind of self-evaluate. Um, kind of how life is going and is there something that we could change to make our lives better at the end of this month or however long we're in this together. So I wanted to take this week's podcast um, and share those with you kind of all in one space and kind of where those came from. And so I thought I would do that for all of April. Just take my, um, my thoughts and take my ideas on this concept of 30 days of change and share them with you. So I did it actually starting April 1st. So that is day one of change. And this was my thing on day one. It says, all it takes is a worldwide pandemic to make us remember how important human interaction is. When we get back to a time of engaging with others, remember how you felt when you were told that you couldn't. And I think that's super important, especially in this world of social media and text messaging and um, faceless contact, for lack of a better phrase. Uh, I think it's really important for us to realize that maybe in this time where we do have more texts, more Facebook, more social interaction on our phones or computers, but then when we're told that we can't be face-to-face with people, how that really has negatively affected people. And so I hope whenever we get back that we do, just like I said, that you know when we do have that freedom to see each other, that we remember those times when we told that we couldn't and maybe value those times, that face-to-face. Um, I've seen a lot of people have jumped on Zoom and FaceTime. You know, they're having Zoom happy hours and Zoom family reunions and that kind of thing. Um, just because they've realized during all of this just how important um, more face-to-face interaction um, is and how much they didn't realize they were going to miss it until it was gone. So think about that. Um, towards the end of all this. Um, Is there a way that you can make the conscious choice when this is all over to be more, um, to to realize the importance of face-to-face interaction and be more intentional about that? So on day two, it was this. 
Dr. Seuss once told a story of the Zaxed, two creatures who stood unmoving because neither wanted to be the one to step out of the way. Life went on without them and around them. Neither was the one to give up, and in the process, neither was able to live. Think about that story today. That story has always been a um, in my mind whenever it came to my personal stubbornness or my own issues getting over things and how often sometimes we become in stalemates with people and realize that we've allowed that stalemate to not only affect our relationship with them, but it also can have a, a negative impact on the world, on our lives surrounding that. There will be times where we have things that we are dealing with and we've become either an emotion in this in this emotional stalemate or um, or spiritual stalemate or mental stalemate and choosing to do that keeps us from going on with life and um, you know you can be harboring unforgiveness or you can be harboring pain or you can be harboring you know an illness that you're not willing to admit that exists whatever it might be you're in this could be in this mental spiritual or emotional stalemate or it could be a an actual physical stalemate where you're in this confrontation with this person and neither one of you wants to give um, and you're losing time. You're losing life going on around you while you're choosing not to be the one that steps out of the way. So that was day two. So just think about in your life if there might be a situation mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever it might be, um, that you might be in that stalemate and life is going on around you and because of that you're missing out on life. Um, So day three was yesterday I read a quote that said, what you focus on expands. Think on that today. If you can, keep a list of your thoughts. Do they line up with the kind of person that you want to be at the end of this? If they don't, start to change them today. And I think that's always super important. Um, There's a a quote in the Bible that says um, to take hold of your thoughts and hold them captive because our thoughts can so easily um, wander to the negative or to the sad or to the whatever. And the whole concept of that is to take hold of our thoughts and push them in the way that we want to go. If we want to be a happier person, well then we need to take those thoughts in captive and keep our thoughts on things happy. It's not saying negative stuff will never happen, but we have to make the choice of whether those negative things control our life. And at the end of this, I would hope that we would all want to be happier people, more stable people, you know, healthier people, you know, more spiritual people, whatever the kind of person you want to be kind of at the end of all this, it really starts by taking captive our minds and and not letting the kind of person that we don't want to be, be in control of our mindset. So think about that today and kind of, um, where are your thoughts? Are they being held down by this pandemic or are you using this pandemic to change your life? So day four, so there was a, uh, a British Journal of Science and Medicine study that showed that those who walked 30 to 45 minutes a day had 43 fewer sick days and fewer upper respiratory tract infections overall. The CDC recommends daily outdoor activities to combat stress and fear and anxiety. Be conscious of how much you move every day. And I think that's super important. And I see it a lot of times um, as an, I don't want to say as an athlete, but as a runner, um, I see it a lot that 
you know, it's how people, a lot of people in this, that arena, um, say they relieve stress, how they stay focused on life and how they just, um, use running as more than just staying physically fit, that they use it to stay emotionally fit. And I think that's super important. And especially in this time when we are told, um, you know, to stay away from people and that kind of stuff. It can be really stressful, you know. A lot of people have lost jobs or temporarily lost jobs, and trying to figure out how you can, um, how you're going to make ends meet, how you're going to get the groceries, how you're going to do this, how you're going to pay the bills, can be stressful and can cause fear and anxiety about that kind of thing. But all studies show that even a little bit of exercise every day um, can actually help alleviate that. So, and no one's saying you need to go out and run a mile. No one's saying you need to go out and, you know, train for a half marathon, full marathon, any of that crazy stuff. It's just about being conscious of, especially during this time when we have less to do, the majority of us, than we would normally do. Just being conscious of how long have I sat here and watched Netflix and chilled? How long have I sat here and played on my phone? You know, maybe it's about making the choice to get up in the morning and then the afternoons or the evenings when it's cooler, wherever you are, um, and walking for 10 or 15 minutes. Um, as you know, even the CDC says, you know, do social distancing protocol and, you know, it's important that you get out there because it does relieve the stress and anxiety that a this is putting on a lot of people. Um, and I think it's really easy for people to get caught up in the, I'm not an athlete, I'm not this, I'm not a runner. Um, and again, no one's asking you to go out and do that. Go out and walk, walk the dog, walk in your front yard. You'll be surprised at how many crazy runners that I've seen online who are running like half marathons and full marathons like in their backyard because of where they're at. They're not allowed to leave their property unless it's like to go grocery shopping or something. And so it's completely doable. You just have to understand how important it is to not only your physical health, but your mental and emotional health during this time too. So day five. So I little ad admitting here, um, I have wood chippered, um, binge watched, whatever you wanna call it, um, many seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race while we've been in quarantine so far. Um, I just love the artistry of it and I not everyone's gonna agree with me and that's totally okay. Um, but he has a great um, quote that he says at the end of every episode and it says, if you can't love yourself, then how in the hell are you gonna love somebody else? And I think that is so true. Whether you agree with his lifestyle, what he does for a job, any of that kind of stuff, the quote is so true. Um, I, I wrote on my day five of change, peaceful and loving relationships with others start with having a peaceful and loving relationship with yourself. And I think that's something that we all could take time and think about, you know, if you're struggling in relationships um, with other people, maybe it's time to take a step back and say, you know what, am, am I asking for myself the same thing that I'm asking from them? You know, am I asking them to love me but I don't love myself? And so I think that's a really good place to start during this whole time of changes with some introspection of, you know, do I really love myself? And if I don't, what steps can I take over the next however long you're in quarantine or self-isolation? Um, how, what steps can I take to fix that? 
And, you know, journaling is a great way to do that. Just sitting down for 10 or 15 minutes every day and just writing. Don't think about grammar. Don't think about how neat is my handwriting. Don't think about what are people going to say if I write this down because no one's going to see it but you. Um, and just write down some thoughts about, um, you know, do I really love myself? Am I asking other people to give me things that I can't give myself? Um, and I think that's super important just to remember that a loving relationship with others has to start with loving yourself first. And so I think that was super important. And that was my day five day of change. Let me see if I can. Okay. So day six. This one's always been a big stickler with me, especially in um, being a Christian and being in the church. Um, I think sometimes we have the incorrect mindset of what um, things are when it comes to this. My day six of change was, we have been trained to think that forgiveness is about reconciliation, but forgiveness is really about finding peace for yourself, whether or not the other person is ever involved. If you can reconcile, great. If not, at least reconcile with yourself and make peace with your past. And I think that is super, super important. Like I said, in, in the Christian world and in churches, we've been kind of fooled into this mindset that um, forgiving someone who has hurt us in the past means that we have to reconcile. It means that we, forgiveness means that they have to be back in our life and that's not true. I have two different relationships in my life where I have issued both of these people forgiveness and one of them I have allowed back into my life and we're working on having some kind of relationship because they have shown true repentance and true um, desire to have that relationship. And there's someone on the other side who I have completely forgiven him the way he's hurt me in the past, but I have zero desire to have a relationship with him. And he has thrown it in my face that I really wish he would forgive me because he has been duped into the mindset that forgiveness means reconciliation. And I'm not going to do that because I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to guard myself, to guard my family from something that could be potentially mentally and emotionally just draining and negative. And I'm not going to do that. But I did forgive him. I have the peace in my heart that I have forgiven him and that I have moved on from that situation but I'm not gonna have him in my life. I'm not gonna have him in my kid's life. I needed to forgive him for me so that I could have peace and so that I could move on with my life and not be angry and not let every time his name comes up, I fall apart or I get stressed out or I have anxiety. Um, it was about me. It wasn't about him and honestly, it kind of shows who he is that he still has this idea that it's all about him and it's not. It's all about me. It's about me and my kids and my kids having a peaceful and happy and whole mom and my husband having a, a peaceful, happy and whole wife and my friends having that and all of that kind of stuff. So take time today if you can, you know, think about those relationships that are strained. Um, are they strained because you have unforgiveness that you need to deal with um, and then walk away? Or are they strained because you have unforgiveness you need to deal with and a relationship that you need to reconcile? Both are okay. Don't let anyone ever tell you that forgiveness means that you need to put someone who's potentially bad back into your life. That isn't truth. 
that isn't protective. Life, there's nothing wrong with having boundaries in your life. And you need to have those to protect yourself, to protect your family. Don't let anyone ever tell you any different on that. So to round out the week, um, I did this for day seven. And I guess it kind of ending this podcast on a, a fun note because this is um, kind of who I am. In day number seven, I said, adulting is a trap. <laughs> it says we spend our childhood wanting to grow up, wanting to be grown-ups, and then when it happens, we want to take a time machine to run back to that time when, for most of us, was carefree, hopeful, and just downright fun. Spend some time finding your inner child. It's good for the soul. And it's true. There are studies upon studies that show that spending some time reverting to childhood occasionally is good for your mental and your emotional well-being. You know, so if you loved coloring as a kid, get a coloring book. If you liked drawing, who cares if it's not perfect or it's not whatever. You know, find that, remember that thing that you liked to do when you were kids. Maybe you liked action figures. All right, play with action figures, you know. Draw on the sidewalk in chalk. Um, you know, maybe you like to write as a kid and as an adult, someone told you, or even growing up, someone told you that you would never be dot, 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 whatever it is. Maybe this is the time that you, when you have maybe a little bit extra time now, start writing again, start drawing again, start painting again, start singing again, start playing that instrument again. Whatever it is that brought you joy as a child, try to find some time in this crazy season that we're in to try it again, you would be surprised at how often um, it can unlock something in your spirit that you didn't realize was caged. Me, as um, my primary thing is I am a, a faith-based artist, and I know there are times where I'm feeling just extra grumpy and just something's not right, and then I think and I realize I haven't created anything in forever. Or for a while there, I was creating, but I, it became a job, and I was only creating when it was um, necessary from an employee or a commitment that I had, but I had stopped truly just creating for myself and for the sake of creating. And when I was able to actually during this quarantine realize that it's kind of the box I had been in, I realized and I was able to realize that that was a little bit of the the nerves and the unsettling I had had and being able to spend some time just creating and going, I don't care if anyone likes it. I don't care if it gets a lot of likes. Um, I'm not having to write down and keep track of everything I do and every product I use because it's not for uh, it's not for work. It's not for a company. It's literally just a chance to be a kid and get my hands dirty and try some new things, whether they work out or not. Awesome. I don't care because I'm doing it for myself and I'm doing it for my own spiritual and emotional and mental health. So I hope you will take some time to maybe do that. Grab a pen, grab a paintbrush, grab a whatever it is that used to bring you joy as a kid and just spend some time being a kid again for a little while. We are all under just unprecedented stress and things that we have never had to deal with in our lifetime. I'm 40 and you know, I've never been told by the government that I can't leave my house. And granted, we're, I'm in Arkansas, and we're not in a mandatory lockdown, stay home, any of that kind of stuff, but we are in that mental state of um, fear a little bit of, 
if you go out, you're risking, you know, your entire family. You're risking, um, you know, getting sick, getting whatever. Um, and so it's just, it's a really fearful time. And so um, I wanted to do this podcast um, and do this whole social media 30 days of change thing um, to challenge us to look beyond the fear of COVID-19 to see this as a time and an opportunity to where we could change our lives and be different people. You know, all studies show that it takes 21 days to form a habit. Um, And so we have, you know, at least 21 days or more, depending on where you are, um, to be able to change our life to be better. I don't know if better is the right word. It might not be, so I apologize if that word is offensive. Um, but we could be healthier people. Maybe that's a, be- a, a better ha, better word or a more appropriate word to use. Um, we could be more spiritually healthy. We could be more mentally healthy. We could be more physically healthy. We could be more emotionally healthy. If we just take time every day, um, self-care has definitely become kind of this cliche word that people use, you know, sometimes as an excuse for um taking um taking a bubble bath or buying those clothes or doing this or doing that and there's nothing wrong with any of that self-care is definitely important but um sometimes self-care gets switched out for what's really needed which is soul care and i was actually at a um thing last year um with uh, a friend of mine and she was she and another friend were the speaker and we did an entire class on the difference between soul care and self-care and self-care is surface level that time you go have that you know that coffee with a girlfriend and talk about everything and nothing all at the same time the bubble bath with a glass of wine you know the let me sit here and eat popcorn and watch the rom-com all of these are super important things to do sometimes just to decompress and de-stress but we flipped it to the other side and said, you know, there are times where you need to do what's called more soul care. And that's all about going deeper. That's about digging to the base of who we are. And does the base of who we are line up with the person that we want to be? And too often people don't want to do soul care because it's hard. Um, a lot of these days of change require us to think Um, beyond surface level and requires us to think um, about the hard stuff, the stuff that still stings, the stuff that still brings us pain, the stuff that still brings us tears. But if we ever want them to heal and not sting and not bring us tears, we have to acknowledge that they exist and we have to do the soul care, the hard stuff in order to truly change who we want to be. Um, I always kind of liken it to running because when I started running nine years ago, it was hard. Not that it's easy now, I'm not even going to lie. But it was harder, you know. I couldn't, I started doing a Couch to 5K app where you had to run for a minute and walk for a minute and a half. And y'all, I couldn't even run for a minute. Seriously, could not run for a minute. Um, But I did it. And then the next time it got a little easier because I had, and then I stuck with it, stuck with it, was able to go longer and farther, not any faster, but longer and farther. Um, And I think the same thing goes for dealing with soul care. It's about, you know what, I'm going to designate five minutes. That's it. 
I'm going to think about this. I'm going to journal about it. I'm going to, you know, research maybe ways to help me for five minutes. And it's going to cause me some pain and it's going to hurt. And then I'm going to have to shut it down because I can't deal with it because it's too hard. But then the next time we're like, okay, I survived that first five minutes. I'm going to try it again because I know what it's what needs to do. It's the same thing when I started running one minute. Then I was like, okay, the next week, you know, okay, you had to run three minutes. Okay. I survived one minute. I can survive three minutes. And then it's just this building block until you've built this foundation of the person that you want to be. And so I hope you will continue to follow me on social media as I kind of do this 30 days of change. I don't know if it's a challenge. It might be a challenge for me. It might be a challenge for you. I don't really know. And so, um, but I wanted to hop on here and for those of you either that don't follow me on social media or those of you who, I don't know, like the sound of my voice. I don't know, but I wanted to put them kind of all in one place too and kind of elaborate on them a little bit um, because you can only put so much um, on Facebook. I tried to keep them short so that it was easy to grasp, but I also wanted the chance to be able to kind of elaborate on what um, my purpose was behind them and kind of why I am choosing those certain topics throughout this time. So. I hope you will follow me on social media. Um, I, at Instagram, it's uh, Create This Life Podcast, um, or my business one for my art is the Creative Life Studios, or on Facebook at Creative Life Studios or Carrie Silly. Um, you can find me there as well to follow along as we go on this journey of 30 days of change. And I will be back next week with days eight through what, 14 math, whatever that is. Um, So I hope that you spend the time that you might be having that is extra and just in this time of unknown to use it to make baby steps to change your life um, on a daily basis as we go through 30 days of change. You guys have a great day and I'll see you next time.